0: Parshas Nitzavim is named after the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu tells the Bnei Israel at the beginning of this week's Parsha, Kulchem, that all of you are Nitzavim, you are all standing before me today. But the question is, why exactly does Moshe Rabbeinu need to say that in the first place? Why does Moshe Rabbeinu need to state the fact that they were standing there? Is there any chiddush there, anything particularly novel or exceptional about the fact that that the Bnei were standing before Moshe? Were we supposed to assume otherwise? That perhaps they would not be standing before Moshe? That perhaps they were sitting before Moshe? What exactly is being emphasized? Is there any deeper significance to these words? And while we're thinking about these opening words, there happens to be another word in Biblical Hebrew for standing, and that is the word, or the Shoresh of amida. Ayin Mem daled, which also means to stand. The parsha could have easily, just as much, said, "Viatem Omzim Hayom." Right, that they are all standing. Why does Moshe Rabbeinus specify Nitzavim? Is there any significance to that particular word? So we'll address all these questions as we enter another dimension. One not only of Pshat, but of Remez, Drash, and Sod, a journey to a mystifying paradise of Parshat imagination, which we call the Parsha Paradise. Welcome to Parsha Paradise, or Parsha Paradise, here at the Database of the Rabbi Shua Eisenberg, where this week's Parsha, you guessed it, is Parsha's Nitzavim. And if you enjoy... E suream and others like it on the podcast, and you want to partner up with us with a sponsorship, or if you have questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, or you want to join the database podcast WhatsApp group for our frequent updates and links for every uploaded share then all you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase.gmail.com at gmail.com. That's the data then base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. And once again, we return to the question of what is being emphasized by the fact that the B'nai Sural were now needs before Moshe Beno at that time. So, to start off with Pasha, Pasha we will begin with Rashi. And sometimes when you are looking for Pshat on any phrase in Chumash, that's being offered by Rashi, sometimes Rashi will give back-to-back Pshatim in one particular comment. Sometimes you have to go further along in Rashi's commentary, where he will comment on a few phrases and then he'll come back to an earlier phrase to reinterpret it. And that's kind of what you have to do for Rashi's comments on Atem Nitzavim, because throughout the stretch of his commentary, you'll find um, at least two to three pshatim that are offered by Rashi to explain the significance of atem nitzavim hayom, and we'll start off at least with two of those pshatim for the Pasha shot of what Moshe Rebbeinu is emphasizing by saying that they were nitzavim, that they were standing the first pshat that's offered by Rashi is the fact that the Bnei So are being nichnas labris they were entering a new covenant and because of this knisa labris they were all entering a new covenant as they'd be entering Eretz Yisrael so that warranted this Reminder that atem nitzavim that all of them were standing before him at that point. The psukim go on to emphasize who's standing there. We have the rasha shiftechem, we have the heads of the tribes, we have the ziknechem, the elders, we have the children, we have the women, we even have the water drawers and the woodchoppers. Every single person is there, and the whole point is to emphasize the fact that there's no one who is excluded. When we talk about nitzavim. It's not just Omade that they were plainly standing, that they were just existing there in the, in the in the with a straight posture. But the fact that they were nitzavim tells us that they were stationed and ready. They were standing firmly for some particular charge, and in this case, it was the charge of the covenant that they were now entering. That's one perhaps explanation that we find for a time nitzavim. Another explanation that's offered later in Rashi's commentary on the same words is Moshe Rabbeinu's emphasizing the fact that we're about to have a shift, a change, a transfer of leadership, that we're going to be going from Moshe Rabbeinu to Yahushua bin Nun, Moshe Rabbeinu's greatest disciple, his greatest student, his greatest Talmud, his successor. And because of that, that warranted this expression of Nitzavim, that they were stationed here ready for something, and in this case they were ready for the transfer of powers that now... Moshe Revenu would be leaving and Yehoshua would be entering. And because of that, this was important that everyone be able to be there, to stand there and ceremoniously be there for, once again, this transfer. These are two pshatim that are offered by Rashi. We'll see another one very, very soon when we move over to Drash. But before that, let's enjoy a little bit of remez. So first remez that I'll offer you is from the Balaturim. And the Balaturim points out what might actually just be a word connection that says the Balaturim, and perhaps related to what we just suggested about the entering of the Bris, says the Balaturim, the word nitsavim, just like it said at Har Sinai, that they were stationed, they were standing underneath the mountain. Right, that what, what's the point here? So he says in the same with the same lashon. It says amarkana tem In the same lashon, it says that you are stationed, you are standing firm. What's the point? That if we remember what Rashi just said about the entering of the bris, at least the fact that they were entering covenant with Hashem, that was exactly what they were doing at Har when they were accepting the Torah, and as they are in a certain sense re-accepting and recommitting to Hashem at this particular time before Moshe Rabbeinu passes on and before they enter Eretz Yisrael, so now it warranted the same kind of stationing, just like they were stationed at the foot of Har Sina, or perhaps underneath Har Sina, now at this time they are also stationed, standing together again to, re, to, to re-accept, to, to, to be mechabel once again, their, their, their bris with Hashem. That's what's offered by the Baal I'll give you another set of Ramazim, now from the Khomasanach from the Nechidah, he says the word atem, he says, is osios emes. Rearrange the words, uh, the word atem, we have the word emes. Why? Um, so the d'chiv titain ms So ms is always referenced to Yaakov Avinu. He says because of the schosavos, this mamad the standing of the three of them. So he says sovetevos kuf mem bays. The Sovetevos of Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, we have the last letter of Avram is a mem, the last letter of Yitzchak is a kuf, the last letter of Yaakov is a bays. So we have kuf mem bays. That's one hundred forty-two. The same gematria of the word nitzav, which means to stand, so we have a reference in atem, and we have nitzavim. So atem is ms, and we have the rest of the avos alluded to in nitzavim in the word nitzav, which again is the same gematria as the sofe tavos, the last letter, which perhaps is the the, the the letter on which the other all the avos stand. So we have the, all all hidden in there, and it explains the chomas He says there is a matzav, a station, a standing, a circumstance. And another word for standing. He says not only that, but even in the schus of the Torah, which is also called emes. So we have the Torah, we have the Avos all together, so we have the the families of Kalal Yisrael, and we have their purpose, their charge. Because the B'nai Yisrael accepted the Torah, ala Kabbalah Kaim Olam. He says, just on that Kabbalah the world stands. We find this um, alluded to in many places in Chazal. And um, and it continues, he says, he says, He says, The world is miskaim, the world endures because of you. That's what it means, So the point is, the world stands because of you, and because that's why atemnet savim you since the world stands because of you that's why atemnet savim that's why you are still standing so this remes in the khumasanach actually tells us not just the fact that they are standing to be of the torah but they are standing because they keep up the world through being of the torah that this is a mida keneged mida says lekhumasanach that by you keeping the torah and by you being accepting the torah which is that's what the world stands on as Chazal tell us, that if not for the fact that the Klai Shulk accepted the Torah, the world would return to Tohu Vavohu; it returns to to emptiness and chaos, and there would be no world. So that's why Atemnitzavim, because of your acceptance of the Torah, not just to accept the Torah, but as a result of the fact that you accept the Torah, that's why you are still standing today. Thus, suggests the Chidah in Chomasanach. Coming back to Rashi, Rashi, based on the Medrash, suggests that Atemnitzavim is actually explainable by a juxtaposition between this Parsha and the last week's Parsha, the Parsha of Kisevo, which was the Parsha of the Tochachah, the Parsha of the Klelos, the admonition and the curses that were promised, Chas to the Bnei Israel, should they not keep the Torah properly. Um, and because of these curses, so Rashi tells us that the Bnei Israel's faces grew pale, and they were frozen in fear, paralyzed in dread of the fact that these curses might befall them. And what does Moshe Binu say in response? Listen, at him you are still standing. As if to say, says Rashi, you've angered Hashem many times, and Hashem has never wiped you out. So don't worry, you're still here. Now, this particular point should seem a little bit strange, a question that we've addressed in the past. Was Moshe Binu now just undercutting the fact that he just mentioned the tocha earlier? He's, he he. Declared all the curses that would befall the so should they not keep the Torah? And now all of a sudden, Moshe Rabbeinu says, "Ah, eh, don't worry about it. You guys are still standing after all." Like, well, what's Moshe Rabbeinu trying to do? He's just taking the teeth out of the out of the that he just declared. So the answer, really, to explain that, is that really there are two kinds of fear, right? There's the there's the frozen fear where you're paralyzed, and that kind of fear does not. Um, it result in someone being productive, it doesn't result in motivation to do better, but it actually does the opposite. When you, when you hammer down someone way too much, ultimately, even if there will be consequences for their actions or lack of actions, the person ultimately is going to give up because of that fear. They're going to just throw everything off, maybe they'll deny it, whatever it might be, but they're not going to be afraid for all the right reasons, and they're not going to be afraid to the end of fulfilling the Torah, doing what they're supposed to do. The other kind of fear is the fear of motivation. Yes, Hashem wants them to be afraid, only insofar as that they'll be able to now serve Hashem and and fulfill the Torah. So Moshe Venus says, don't be frozen in fear by, by, and by the fact that, oh no, it's all gloom and doom that Hashem is coming to wipe you out. Because yes, you could anger Hashem and you might still get second chances. Realize that it's not as simple as a lightning bolt striking you. Yes, you should worry about the tochecha, but realize you have a chance of doing teshuva. Hashem, after all, hasn't wiped you out yet. Maybe it's because there's a reason. Maybe you have a chance to keep on fighting and doing the ruts on Hashem. And maybe the whole point of the tochecha well, yes, there is a consequence there, but the point is to motivate you just to do your best. And this is alluded to in what Moshe Bena will say further that maybe Penyesh B'chem, there might be among you someone who's complacent, who's going to say, eh, I don't care about any of this. And that's the person who says Moshe Bena, who has to worry about the Taukacha. But anyway, that can all explain Al Pijarash, the connection between Atam Nitzavim and the reason for Atam Nitzavim, that you're still standing, not just your Omdim, you're still physically standing here, but atemnitzavim, you're standing strong. You should stand strong, you should be encouraged, and this is the juxtaposition between Parshaski Savo and the beginning of our Parsha this week, Nitzavim. Moving on to Sod, along the same lines, but perhaps even stronger. So, the Lakute Maharan explains In Kuvpe Aleph, Aleph 181.1, he says, He says, all the words that are spoken against the tzaddik and his followers, he says, and again, this is anything that is presumably negative, he says, He says, these things, these words spoken against the tzaddik and his followers, these are actually good for them, they, they're not just good; they're very good, both in the gashmius world and in the physical, material world, and in Ruchnias. He says it, it's, it benefits them. Isa mm-hmm. b'meresh, like it says in the midrash, "Tanchuma, atem nitzavim shenismach leParshas Klalos, which is juxtaposed to the Parsha of the Klalos, like we just suggested. Lomar to tell us what shakolha haklalos that all of the curses hein hein hamatzivan These are the things that stand you up. Remember earlier we said that based on the the remez of the choma Sanach of the Chidah, that it's not just that you're standing there to accept the Torah, but, but you're standing there because you're accepting the Torah. The fact that you're accepting the Torah is what's causing you to stand up. Well, here we're suggesting perhaps another counter to the drash in Rashi now, that when Rashi said, don't worry, you're still standing, despite what it says in the clothes, you're still here, And we see from Likuti Maharan, it goes even further. Not just that you're still standing despite the klolos, but you are still standing because of the klolos. In fact, the klolos are the things that stand you up. The fact that you have this opposition, the fact that you have this dark side, this counterbalance, this this negative energy that is pushing, pushing against you, sometimes it's those Yisurim, it's those trials, it's those missionos, that Hashem throws our way, that if we're able to endure it, if we're able to keep pushing through despite it, it actually makes us more firm, right? Because what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. The fact that we are Pushing and the fact that we are pushing against the clothes that Hashem put in our way. But you know what? Any harsh words can be a basis for building us up. It could be Matzivin, us. It could stand us up, give us that firm footing. And as we, ask Hashem, we should be Zochitz, that as we go into the Din, that we are standing to be Nichnas Libris, to reaccept accept our commitment to Hashem and his Torah, to accept maybe perhaps whatever leadership we need to accept in our lives but also to remember that we have the slis of the avos to remember that we are standing because we have the world standing on us so therefore the world keeps us standing and also, even if with the harshest of klolos, even with whatever challenge Hashem puts our way, we should remember that that is a basis for us. It holds us up, it keeps us up, it keeps us going. We should be zoha to keep pushing and to fulfill, to have it be fulfilled in us, at ten mitzavim, that we should continue to be standing in in our pursuits, in our engagement in Ratzon Hashem and Avodah Hashem. Thank you for joining us here at The Database. Have a wonderful Shabbos and אקסיבה וחסים